0: Helm. Set a course headed. Engage. Let's fly. We get to do what we love.
1: We're going again.
0: We get to reach for the best in
1: ourselves. We get to reach for each other.
0: Welcome one and all across the Alpha Quadrant and beyond as Fantastic Geek Talk Star Trek Day. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete hailing frequencies are open
1: hello matt hello everybody star trek day the day after uh the gala 55th anniversary of gene roddenberry's vision and here today to talk to you about all the goodies the trailers the season uh announcement dates cetera, etc etc
0: Pete, I think I'll choose my words carefully here because maybe it was not a perfect presentation, but I give uh the Paramount Plus slash Star Trek uh you know crew, I give them credit for um doing something that was more than we're gonna sit in a bunch of pre-recorded zooms and share mm-hmm. stuff. Um I it it is it is, I guess, up to it's up to them and it's up to the people who attended in terms of, you know, were they feeling comfortable you know sitting close masked so on and so forth I think you know clearly nobody put a gun to people's heads and said you know you must sit in the front row around people and whatnot Um, so health concerns I think notwithstanding because you could choose to go or not go if you got the invite and it didn't look like it was an overwhelmingly crowded thing which I think again is to their credit I'm not saying there was an interest they just Mm -hmm. chose a venue that was a bit smaller um, again I don't think every bit of it was successful but I think they get a lot of credit for saying what's not four hours of zooms
1: I think uh, one responsible in terms of how they held it and two like you said to give them the credit for holding something physical yeah there was some pre-recorded segments uh, for instance Will Wheaton had uh, spoken to uh, Star Trek, Major Domo, uh, Alex Kurtzman—you um, know—via uh, a, a Zoom, a pre-recorded type of situation. Um, but other than that, you know, the the people that they had there, again, the comfortability of it. I thought the thing that uh, made it, and you know, they started with it, set the tone was uh, Jeff Russo and the live music. You know, as I tweeted, I think Star Trek music is highly underrated. Um, And to do that live, and yeah, live, it never sounds as good as it does in the films, pre-recorded, mixed, all that. But I I thought, given the conditions, uh, a really, really nice touch on top of a, a special anniversary and to do it in person again for the first time in a while.
0: Absolutely. And if this is the foundation upon which future live and you know live streamed and and so forth uh events are built okay you know then this was a this is a solid foundation um again i think there are some tweaks that could be made and so forth but um obviously you know there was all the impetus to make it completely digital last year and as kind of the the star trek universe increasingly grows as a brand with a brand identity and things that work and so forth you know you can look back and say that was the first live star trek day uh and and uh build it from there so pete the first major offering on star trek day was uh a presentation from the star trek prodigy uh bunch and among other things we got the the key art what i guess us normal folks call the poster um the the ship looking good and uh the interesting branding and i totally get it that you're you're pulling from a lot of places here but paramount plus original nickelodeon star trek prodigy new series streaming october 28th so what would you like to add there pete yourself as a young prodigy
1: well you know to get that from the uh brothers uh dan and kevin and a couple members of the cast again you know they they didn't pack them in because of the conditions right now particularly in in la Um, which Matt and I were talking off mic are not really super encouraging, Um, but kind of surprised here, Matt, that we're going to go back to back animated offerings here. That, that to me was the biggest surprise. Um, The animation I I think is uh, interesting and it's something we're definitely going to check out. We are not going to commit at this point to a week to week podcast on that uh particularly given so many of the announcements and so many of the things that we already podcast coming at that time but we will definitely weigh in on prodigy so you can look forward to that from fantastic geek uh but yeah it, it it's gonna be a one week break uh from lower X to um prodigy And again, the surprise that you would go back-to-back animated. But with the announcement a little later on with Discovery, they're not going to start very long after that. Um, In fact, just one, two, three weeks later, November 18th, uh, for season four of Star Trek Discovery.
0: I think that in a scenario where you have all the properties where you want them, keeping in mind, of course, this time last year, uh, Lower decks got moved up in the schedule due to discovery being delayed due to COVID, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think this year being able to pick your dates more purposefully, um, as much great buzz as there is for Prodigy, I mean, if it really truly is a kids show, you know, I real I, I just foresee it, Pete. I foresee the 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 chatter online, and I'm not even you know I'm not doing the voice. Um, and so forth i really can foresee people going wait in this episode they talked about the importance of honesty and the crew had to be honest to solve their problem and then at the end jane hollow Janeway looked at the camera and said don't forget when you're talking to your moms and dads and teachers and grandmas and grandpas you should be honest always tell the truth because that's the star trek thing to do people are going to be like what is this for kids yeah it is <laughs> like so I think that keeping that in mind they'll I, 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 I'm again I'm not saying oh gloom and doom for the show I just think if you're the if you're the 20 year the 30 year the 40 year the 50 year Star Trek fan um and you're on board for Lower Decks and you're on for Discovery this might be this show might be a tasting menu for a couple of weeks before you go and it actually is for kids it's not where i can sit and go but this is in retrospect this is the uh the first appearance of the holodeck uh by way of the rec room in the animated series like no it's just gonna be a kid show that, that takes place in the star trek universe and that's okay
1: the thing that i got out of the um the early talk with kurtzman and he couldn't be there because he's actually filming in Spain right now. It was unclear whether he is filming Star Trek or whether he was filming something else. Um, but he was asked by Will Wheaton about uh, Starfleet Academy, something that's bounced around for several years. Um, the the showrunners of uh, Marvel's Runaways had actually at one point been developing a Starfleet Academy show and then moved on from that deal. Uh, So it's unclear what remains of that and if it would even be picked up as they had uh, pitched it. But um, Star Trek needs new fans. 55 years into a franchise, there needs to be new blood. Uh, Definitely with this CBS revival of the brand on TV Um, there have been new fans brought to it, but the age tends to skew older. So this is business and entertainment in terms of let's get young kids on this. Okay. So in the trailer, right, you know, all right, where's the pew pew button? I I get it. But that speaks to a demographic that speaks to a younger age group. They're going to get exposed to a Captain Janeway here. Okay, albeit in holographic form. I do think things will change, obviously, in the course of that show and and what those characters become. Um, But a a different type of offering. And I I think shrewd at this point uh, to be bringing the young ones in.
0: So with Prodigy arriving on October 28th and with Discovery arriving on November 18th, Uh, the uh, Star Trek on P plus Twitter account breathlessly exclaiming Star Trek discovery returns. Let's see November. Yes. That means for the first time in over 20 years, there will be two Star Trek shows airing capital letters here at the same time, Um, which is cool, which is great. Um,
1: I'm kind of surprised that they're overlapping.
0: See, and I'm not because I really think, Again, I'm not trying to sound down on Prodigy, but I think that there's going to be a certain core portion of the audience that's going to, you know, eat up both or watch both or whatever it might be, but I think I think that let me be this way. So uh, Paramount Plus has um, as many of the streamers do, you know, has these um, profiles, right, within the account and from that they could probably glean information in terms of this one account always watches Rugrats and you know, uh, cartoons. This other account watches evil from CBS and horror, and season two is even more violent. Okay, that's probably an adult. I think that they will probably see internally hey, the adult accounts are kind of lagging on um, Prodigy, even as they have been at a higher level for lower decks and uh, Paramount Plus, or and, and Discovery, and so forth. You know, again, which is okay, part of what differentiates the star trek universe from let's say the marvel cinematic universe is you really can pick and choose it's like it's like this grand buffet but if you just want to go over to the salad bar it's a great salad bar if you just want to go over to the dessert station that's great too you don't need to feel like well you need to do it all in the right order to really have a proper thanos dinner you can just kind of pick as you want to pick
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly the idea of multiple offerings for people to check out and all that. We've just gone through such gaps. I mean, you know, Matt and I have been pretty upfront about we don't get Paramount Plus when they don't have new Star Trek going now. um, Surely. Uh, people have heard and seen from Netflix that Star Trek is leaving Netflix at the end of September. I'm kind of overdue given that uh, they've had what was CBS All Access uh, which has been essentially renamed as, as Paramount+. Um, and to put it there to give another reason, alright, you get all your Star Trek there. Again, I think really overdue in terms of doing that. Um, but the, the gaps that we had gone through. And it's good to see with the, uh, the calendar announcements that we've gotten, October, November, February, Strange New Worlds, undated for 2022. Um, but I would think they would just try to avoid, I, I thought for certain it would go animated live action, animated live action, and they'd stretch it out a little bit more because it seems we're going to hit a gap again at some point, possibly as long as significant as the one we've gone through before.
0: Well, that makes me think of last fall and winter, um, where yeah, again, necessitated by what was in production pre COVID and, and what could be finished at home so on and so forth. Um, out of necessity, they did this nonstop, what was it, 23 weeks of Star Trek or whatever it was, with Lower Decks straight to Discovery. Fine, yes, Prodigy has been added to the mix, but it seems like Lower Decks leading into Discovery, largely unbroken. I mean, it'll be, Lower Decks is going to end on October 14th, and Discovery is going to start on November 18th, so four weeks, Uh, you know, four weeks with, at the midpoint, um prodigy like that all makes sense if i put on my you know studio hat uh, studio head hat that all makes sense um it seems to work and um particularly when i mean I, I don't know if you want to talk about picard yet pete but they did also announce picard date for february well hmm discovery ends february 10th so it's not going to be that week. It's going to be one of the following Thursdays, the <laughs> second half in February. Even if they're going to put a week in there. You know, they've, they've chosen February. They've chosen it in September. I think that's not going to shift around. Um, so, again, with a little break here and a little break there, I mean, let's just step back for a moment and say Lower Deck started August 12th, and we're getting 10 episodes of Picard. I mean, that's going to take us probably into April, I mean, I'll take August to April with, with
1: Oh yeah. Not let's, just let's... Star Trek
0: coverage, but or Star Trek content, but differing stuff. You know, I like I like these shows on different levels, and that's a great, great run.
1: And for all we know, Strange New World's not very long after that. Um, so so listen, you know, these are good problems to have. Um, I know the edict had been a, a show every season. Um you know, your, your calendar seasons. Um, It it just seems like they've bunched up a little bit, Um, but again, only they know their demographics and they've been really, really secretive about that on hand for that discovery panel. Of course you had the uh, effervescent and always great Wilson Cruz, who's really become a, a brand ambassador at this point. Super interesting. Matt caught it the first time. I did not, but on the second uh, time. So Will Wheaton twice referred to him as the ship's counselor. So change for season four, or was that a slip? I
0: think that it ultimately got confirmed in the course of the discussion. I think that, um, Pete, I won't fault Will Wheaton for being unprepared for the conversation i'll just say whoever had written the teleprompter from which he was relying maybe had not gotten things in order properly to say it is news that Culber will shift shift to be the ship's counselor in some capacity um and we want to save that for some razzle dazzle as opposed to here's wilson cruz who plays the ships the doctor and ship's counselor and you go wait what no he doesn't um because i think i mean not to get too Diddy gritty here in verb tense, he has not played The Counselor. I mean, he has in terms of production, but nobody kind of in, you know, in, in the world of watching Star Trek has seen it yet. Um, so it's I think that's a let me put this way, Pete. we've we've brushed up against the idea that Dr. Culber, uh, in previous seasons, it's like, what do you give him to do? That might have been part of the reason why there was an argument to kill him off because it's like you know i don't know what to do with this guy we'll create him we'll kill him off if we need to bring him back it's always sci-fi um the fact that he can now interact with other people tell me about your feelings what was it like when we you know battled the rock monster and so forth it's it's giving him more screen time and that's definitely a good thing
1: and i think it's been a evolution of the character into that role and i think it's neat to see star trek return to the idea of a, a ship's counselor something not seen since Deanna Troy uh, there with Wilson Cruz as well. You had um, Ian Alexander and blue Del Barrio. Okay. As well as the co-show runner, Michelle paradise. She was the one of course, to give us the date. I was super surprised. No footage. Um,
0: speculation is Pete that they are saving footage for uh for new york comic-con which which we will be we'll have to view that view that uh that preview from afar um but i think that the thinking and kind of if i i guess i'll wear different studio hats here if i put on my marvel hat for a second frequently we're saying what do you mean you know where why is there no spider-man no way home trailer six months out because they have other stuff to sell you first i think too here you know what's what's the push on star trek day the push on star trek day is um get you excited for stuff that's a bit farther off in the future picard and strange new worlds okay now let's bring it back you know what can you do for star trek now well there's lower decks right now there's prodigy that's next then there's discovery and we kind of let the voice trail off a little bit because we want you focused on the next month the next six weeks
1: you mentioned star trek strange new world Matt, uh, we've finally now uh, fleshed out the rest of the cast there. We got the briefest glimpse at some footage, uh, but super exciting that they're bringing a number of legacy characters over. Chief among them, Uhura and Nurse Chapel. And then to go to Dr. Mbenga, uh, really psyched uh not only the inclusion of the character but the actor who is playing him
0: if you're not going to give us a trailer which again a they might not have the um they might have the bank of footage that they want by which i mean i I think they're largely done filming the season but they might not have a lot of the special effects stuff fine um initially i was like wait you're gonna have anson mount Tell you who he's playing, and then Ethan Peck tell you who he's playing, and Rebecca Romaine, you know, who now it's there now w- without the making a lot of razzle dazzle on the bottom, it's Rebecca Romaine playing Una Chin Riley. And it's like, okay, I, Pete, I know I've fought the the you know hashtag my Star Trek battle of no, just make her number one, keep it impossibly, uh, you know, just, just kind of keep it impossibly vague. All right, you want to. There was the whole, you know, is it Una or uh, all of that stuff, fine. You're going to officially name her after 55 years, so be it. Um, But to then get the characters named, and uh, as you said, Pete, we have uh, Cadet Uhura, we have, let me this way, Pete. It probably would have been presumptuous of us when we saw that Celia Rose Gooding was cast. It would have been, I would say, inappropriately presumptuous to say, "Oh, I bet she's playing Uhura. Um that said, once it kind of got rolling, oh, some of these are legacy characters, man. As soon as Jess Bush started talking, it was like, Oh, and I'm playing Nurse Chapel, and that you say, Yes, Jess Bush looks like Nurse Chapel. Um, also kind of looks, I guess, suspiciously like the original number one, but I digress. Great, great casting there.
1: Yeah. Uh over the moon here that we're gonna get Uhura uh on this uh Pike's enterprise um i think uh with babs uh olu Mokon, who had been on the defenders uh that we had been podcasting and, and real fans there you know the the doctor on a star trek show you know, we just got done talking about wilson cruz you know really always ties it together and here in a show that You know, if there was one thing that was a little trite in terms of this presentation and they had, um, you know, showrunner Akiva Goldsman, you know, again with, well, we're going to tell episodic stories, you know, everything else is serialized, but this is episodic. But there'll be some serialized elements, which, you know, as as long as this show has been uh, publicly known, has kind of been beaten to death. Um, the idea that, you know, occurred to me today to be able to drill now into these characters, both legacy characters, and then, you know, somebody new like Melissa, Melissa Navia, who's playing Lieutenant Erica Ortegas. Okay. And then we have, uh, you know, the, the thing that's kind of flown under the radar. Okay. But when you have a character whose last name is hyphen singh on Pike's Enterprise, and her first name is La'an, you know, kind of sounds like the con, Uh, and she looks a little bit like a Benedict Cumberbatch, except female. Uh, I need to know more about Christina Chong's character.
0: I, I will say on the podcast what I said to you via text. I am, of all these characters, I am the most skeptical about... La'ana! Or is it just La'an? <laughs> um, Lan Nunian Singh. I'm most skeptical about that. That's my arms crossed. How could you possibly do this? Is um, this
1: Discovery Helmsman guy who gets sucked out the uh, <laughs> the brig in the first episode? I mean, remember back those oh, yes yeah. announcements, you know, and the, the transporter effect, you know, so-and-so is you know uh cadet whomever and boom off the show
0: um i would say maybe although i mean look one of the great hallmarks of star trek is of course its diversity um to my eyes christina chong amongst the announced cast is the only uh asian member so uh, let me this way it'll be it'll be a minus one for diversity if this is kind of a stunt thing of oh it's a it's a noonian saying oh we killed her off just like uh um was that ensign connor was that his name um yeah yeah let me let me put it this way i think we are i suspect that we are meant to say i don't see how this fits um and let that be part of it let that be part of our understanding of it if a year from now we're saying oh my goodness lon all the way i can't wait to get my lon tattoo because she's the best character you know in 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 the last 30 years of star trek okay um you know it's with it's with skepticism but an open mind that i'm willing to watch
1: it's intriguing and it should be noted as well there is a young lon listed in the uh in the casting on uh imdb so maybe some flashback type of stuff going on there um rounding out that cast bruce horak who i did not know uh till matt told me uh is legally blind and you know if you look at the character still uh the character of hammer that he's playing and andorian uh he is blind i didn't notice the eyes initially um so you know you you talk about the uh diversity there um you know this is the uh he's not an andorian actually he's an Anar. it's a uh, subspecies
0: a subspecies which is itself uh is itself blind so i mean again pete i must confess i don't know the last time or ever i don't know when the last time was i saw a blind performer um on a TV show period, let alone as a series regular or recurring, whatever the nature of, of, uh, of the character here. Um, again, it's, you know, (laughs) of all shows, it should be a star Trek show. That's saying, um, let's take this artist in Bruce Horak again, legally blind, not completely sightless. And he, he produces, uh, paintings and so forth, uh, among other talents. Let's, let's increase the, the infinite diversity and infinite combinations here, particularly, you know, if you want to do that to to continue to uh, carry on the proud tradition of diversity in Star Trek and not for nothing, you got an entire species that's blind. I mean, it's 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 an exciting um, it's an exciting turn for diversity. It's also like Pete, you know, for these people. I mean, none of these people are like, you know, the Rick Berman era. Oh, I've been around for 200 episodes of Star Trek. I can't really think of anything new or, you know, that kind of thing. It's exciting to be like. How do you write a story for a blind character? I want to see that story, you know. And I mean, really blind. I love Geordie, I love Lavar Burton, but you know, he's blind. He just has supervision, and that gives him headaches until it's, that's not convenient for the story. Then we just say he's got supervision. Uh, this is going to be in, it's going to be interesting to see how you how this character unfolds.
1: Given that Lower Decks is on now, the news there was relatively light. They did give us a mid-season uh, trailer. Um, so, you know, to, to think that this show began a year ago, to think how entrenched it is in terms of current Star Trek, um, it only makes sense that they would put this a little later in the presentation really building up to the the final panel of the night.
0: Yeah. And if you think of how TV used to be, if you think of, for example, Star Trek in the nineties, pick your show, right? Um, When you're doing 24 episodes, you have some, some entire episodes or some, you know, really, really vibrant B plots within episodes that are lighter, that are more goofy. You know, it's, it's, you know, chasing, you know, spying on Garrick, who's he spying on, you know, th- things of that sort. Lower Decks kind of is that, by and large. You know, if we look at last year, or let's let's even, let's look at this current run, you know, Lower Decks, Discovery, I'll just kind of pause Prodigy, because again, it's kind of more meant for kids, but Lower Decks, Discovery, Picard. Yeah, Lower Decks is meant to be the lighter one. Yes, it has characters we care about and so forth, but I, I don't know, I just... I just continue to find Lower Decks sparkling in a way that the other shows don't. And that doesn't mean that I like it more than Discovery. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm here to say Picard is too dark. Although, you know, I'm on record as saying it's not my favorite. Um, but I, I just the tone of Lower Decks is perfect.
1: And then as we got into the big Picard panel, uh, a pair of announcements there. One, that the um, show had been renewed for a third season, no mention whether it is the final season, but I think there's a great speculation that it will be going back to back here. uh, Sir Patrick Stewart not getting any younger. Okay. Keeping everybody together to, uh, you know, after the just wrapped second season, uh, finish it out potentially. Um, And then that trailer for the second season, you know, we all knew that John Delancey was going to reprise Q. We got in the news in recent days. And I wonder if maybe somebody who was cutting that trailer was like, wait, who's this lady with the green skin and and the tubes? Oh my God, it's the Borg Queen. And they kind of had to do that one. But I think again, under the censors here, Matt, uh, it's not only a Q story It is a time travel story as well. They're going to go back in time to Los Angeles. Hence the Starfleet Delta traffic Mm. teaser image that had appeared before.
0: So a couple of thoughts. First of all, they don't need to make Star Trek Picard for me, right? Um, So even though I'm going to take a little bit of a minor victory lap here, it doesn't need to be kind of flavored towards me. That said, I feel like going back to the early 21st century is an opportunity to lighten things up a little bit because you get to have the modern version of you know of the nuclear vessels moment, right? You get to sit and go, "How did they ever deal with those ancient tricorders?" You know, oh, he's holding an iPhone, like, haha. You get to have those moments of levity. Um, Pete, I just hope, I hope that the worst. Thing from star trek voyager is able to come back in this episode okay i want an update from the sarah silverman character who appeared in the voyager goes back to 1990s thing and she says to tuvok what's that thing in your pocket uh while they're at the griffith observatory bring yep. her back Small role, big role, as mayor, as a homeless person, as a whatever it is. It could be the, it could, could be whatever you want to make it. Bring back, hashtag bring back Sarah Silverman.
1: Seeing Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd uh, attempt to drive a car uh, is worth the, the trailer alone. Um, and then the idea, they seem to be heavily teasing some kind of mirror universe aspect to this with the uh, totalitarian regime uh, that's taken hold of, uh, you know, Starfleet. Uh, so super, super excited for that. I mean, Matt, our, our Star Trek Cup hath run over increasingly um, but the, the number of shows and the excitement uh, with all these announcements and these looks. I mean, it, I guess it would have been too much to be looking at new footage from Discovery to get a trailer from uh, Strange New Worlds that you, you just give enough, and as we go, when we need it, we'll get it. Uh, but boy, this trailer for Picard uh, has me salivating.
0: I have to wonder, too, does the trailer from Picard feature any of the episode uh, directed by Leah Thompson? Do they go Back to the Future (laughs) with a Back to the Future star who directed one of the episodes? Um, I mean, come on. She has to do. If you tell me Leah Thompson directed the episode where they're all. Uh, they're all in uh, in uh, Rios's ship, and they're trying to get enough dilithium to get to the other planet. And come on, she's got to do a she's got to do either you go back to the future, you go back to the past. You're caught in the past. Come on, right? She's got to do one of those.
1: Are you saying that Picard has the hots for his mom?
0: <laughs> um, Pete, maybe, maybe. And is his name Picard or is it Calvin Klein? That's what I want to know. <laughs> So I think overall, uh, despite areas of the presentation that could have been improved, uh, I think that the overall message from this was a lot of enthusiasm about Picard. I think that they have very wisely said, you know, it's not quite six-month increments, but the ability to do a Star Trek day in September and get out whatever messaging you want there to be able to go to a new york comic-con in october and further refine that message to then release stuff fall and winter uh to be able to loop around for first contact day um and hopefully you know be able to do more messaging next summer and future summers uh in a large event like san diego comic-con good job there for kind of having four dates on the calendar where you can you can drop big news because again we don't need to be too excited about Strange New Worlds right now, and to be like, oh, I can't wait to see this this you know th- this new and vital version of Uhura." Oh, back to the lower decks cartoon. No, it should be, "I can't wait to see footage for Strange New Worlds," and I'm excited to watch Lower Decks the next day.
1: Yeah, uh, the the more Star Trek, the better. Uh, like I said, my only concern was you know uh, spacing it out. Um, so it doesn't get lost in the noise. Um, you know, the, the mention again of Starfleet Academy, no mention and, and really shouldn't have been any mention in, in this night last night of the section 31 show. Um, but. You know, something that is in the parking lot proverbially that uh, hopefully we better still see. You know, they, they had a pilot ready to go. They were prepared to announce casting. They were going to film um, a year ago uh, in the spring. And obviously we know how that went. Um, but yeah, you know, the five shows on right now, they said it'll it'll be that until one of them uh, bumps off. Um finishes up and that'll either be Picard or Discovery
0: you know I think the likelihood of that show getting made uh, I I think that the likelihood is low I think that that was the 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 gentleman and gentle ladies way of saying it's not happening but I would love to be proved wrong there I really really would but to bring it back kind of to where it, it started in a certain sense you know we're not fans of the Paramount plus offerings i mean even with the you know paramount and cbs having joined forces again and so forth pete i'm open to any streamer that's got good stuff and honest to goodness there's like nothing else there however they got me for lower decks and all those weeks um mathematically it's probably not worth canceling i'd have to see when the billing date is blah blah blah. it's probably not worth canceling to save Ten bucks in between lower decks and Discovery, let alone the interest—at least cursed, cursory for me—to check out Prodigy, then the run for Disco, the run for Picard. You know, again, if you get me August to April, it could be for one show, or it could be for many shows. It's it's working. The state of Star Trek is strong.
1: I did watch the stand while we still had our um, our uh, subscription working, and that was okay. Um, I'm kind of surprised they let short treks fall by the wayside. But I think, you know, that was kind of an ancillary situation. Like, let us use this to showcase, Okay, we can do a couple animated things. We can, you know, have some extra uh, footage that will set up, uh, at least in terms of confidence, uh, a Pike's Enterprise series. Um, But it'd be nice to see some of those come back as well. I do have
0: to wonder kind of just from the math of it, I think it made sense two years ago when there was less Star Trek content to go around. I don't know what a short Trek costs you. I know generally, you know, to get the 15 minutes or so, you're talking a two or three day shoot, something like that. I don't know if you crunch the numbers and go, or we could just make a jam-packed, season finale for what it costs to do 15 minutes we could just take that money and make a make a jam-packed season finale um that will strengthen the 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 core series whatever the, the focus you know might be versus hey this december 1st you get to see a lady who's taking a star trek test as great as that short trek was I, I i don't i guess what i'm trying to say is i don't know that it is necessary anymore But maybe it will be necessary again, or maybe we're going to reach April and go, Oh my goodness, what a great run! Oh, and Stranger Worlds doesn't come till August. Oh, but we have six short tracks coming. Like, if it is enough, frankly, Pete, if it's enough to keep us subscribed to Paramount Plus, then it's working. And if it's enough to keep, I don't, when I say the me, I don't mean you and I and our shared Paramount Plus account. I mean, if it's enough to sit and go, Uh, hey, it costs you know, $800,000 to do a short track, uh, okay, it's going to bring in six million dollars worth of subscriptions okay (laughs) then that makes sense and that works
1: well whatever star trek content will be coming fantastic geek will be there to bring it to you
0: indeed pete as always we remain listener supported and so proud uh that that is the case you know star trek for me that's it's my home my home base my home ship my home crew and uh, to know that there's people uh, helping along with those storage and bandwidth costs really does mean the strange new worlds.
1: So get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek with the P and the H. takes just a dollar a month to get you behind that door. Help us do what it is we do, bring it to you. You place a value on our content All sorts of levels to contribute at. Can't contribute right now. Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating in seconds or a review in just a little bit longer to any of our fleet of Star Trek feeds. Uh, You've got your Star Trek Discovery. You've got your Star Trek Picard. You've got your Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm super uh, anxious to see what Matt's going to cook up for Strange New Worlds. And Pete, let's
0: keep this Star Trek conversation going. How can people talk with you on Twitter?
1: You find me on Twitter at Peter P I E T E R J A A R. Twelve thousand ninety-one followers can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter, is looking back lost. Do me touch the podcast comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are fantastic geek as well. But
1: wait, Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the p and the h all one word like it today
0: so if you're listening for our star trek content we'll be back this weekend to talk star trek lower decks if you're listening on the pop culture podcast feed before that we'll be uh talking the latest and perhaps darkest episode of marvel's what if uh and certainly pete i look forward to continuing uh the the star trek discussion going pretty much every darn week between now and easter so that's uh that's a good place to be in with that i'll say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word bring it on and beam us up